Open up my window to substitute outside. Hi, Kath. <laughs> I'm having a laughing fit. And when people tell me I don't, do not laugh, Kathy, I do the opposite. Just tell me not to laugh. Dad would say, stop it. And I would just laugh. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> just stop it. Just stop it. Just stop it, Kathy Caminero. AJ's uh, here. AJ's hey. here. Wait, Donna. You're f- what? Hey, Don. Hey, Kath. Hey, AJ. <laughs> You're the one that hey, started sisters. off. <laughs> hey. It's been it's been a minute since AJ's been with us. It's time to check in. Uh-huh. Time time for AJ to mediate in between us. It's uh. good thing we're not in the same space anymore. I think I would have uh. just uh, knocked the table over. And Addie's with us, of course. Yes. Our producer is with us. New producer. I was bragging to AJ about our new, um, our new platform that we're recording on. And, um, I forgot to tell him that it does this. Wait. Oh my God. Uh, Isn't that the best? From a live studio audience. I had... I had a conversation with one of my clients today about the round of applause. Ah, I love it. I I feel like we're doing what's happening. Like a, like a read for what's happening. Really? (laughs) That's, that's what you think? Well, if we were, I love D. D is, uh, first of all, rerun was my boyfriend. He'll always be my boyfriend. Mm -hmm. And I could Mm -hmm. dance like him. Like I would get in there. Had the same suspenders. Tracy, Tracy could dance like him. Yes, Tracy she's very funny. Like she's very funny. Yeah, right. Yeah. Damn. So uh, last, so last week. Um, well, first of all, tonight is the full moon. Although this is going to be released next week, but we're getting ready for Samhain, and I just want to do a quick shout out before we get going, and I forget to our King of Wands, Josh, who gave us a series. He's calling it the uh, Samhain Spirit series on Patreon. And he gave us um, really good exercises as to how to honor our our ancestors, as we we know the veil is very thin right now, and it's basically our new year. So Halloween is of course a celebratory uh, Snickers holiday, but it's also our new year. And um, if you are a member of Patreon, uh, you could uh, you can go back to those videos anytime. Really great, really great. Simple exercise. Yeah. You do not have to be a practicing witch, right? Yes. Addie, have you been doing them? Did you check uh, them out? I did check them out, and I started, but you know, I got busy. But <laughs> we'll all get we'll, we'll all get to it. But uh, full moon uh, tonight, washing crystals in the moonlight, making some moon water. Although I am positive, I'm not going to wake up in time. I try. I've tried the last. No, I did. I was able to do it in. August, but I try every full moon to make moon water, and inevitably, I sleep through it, and I, I, I end up choking up. on the quartz. I, I like <laughs> to do it. I have to like you know filter it, but I don't think I'm um I don't know awake. I don't know. I'm not really functioning right now to do it. 
but I, I highly suggest what Donna, what moon is it? Do you know what, what moon is happening tonight? No. Okay. We got to look, um, look it up. Look it up on right thing. now. I'm looking so it up right talk now. About what to do with it because uh, I did not look it up. It's been a, AJ, it's been a little weird the last couple weeks we found, you know, we talked about it a little bit last week about our sister Tracy, you know, finding out news that she's, you know, her cancer is terminal and it's coming up short. And so it kind of sideswiped us a little bit because we, we thought she was doing so well. We didn't really get a chance to talk too much into it with Mike Post because, uh, Nico, <laughs> I had little Nico when he wanted to make a cameo. And so the, it was good. The energy kind of shifted, but, um, maybe we could talk a little bit more about it. Cause I seem to, I feel like I have like this, I'm really good at, um, you know, emotionally balancing and I feel emotionally regulated. It's not really that, but I feel like, I think I had a psychic attack about it. I don't know if you know what that is. Do you know what a psychic attack is? I've talked about it before. Well, I, I'm not clear on it, and I'm sure there's someone in the audience that isn't clear yeah. on that as well. I definitely know my audience wouldn't be, so tell me more about that. Well, a psychic attack is when you have an overwhelming emotional, it's a emotional feeling of some, of a premonition. And it's so clear that the, it's like, you it's, there's no doubt. There's like zero doubt in, in the premonition. Like when you you do psychic work, you kind of, you, I, I mean, I've done it a long time that I don't second guess my stuff, but sometimes you second guess, like you're like, I, you know, but I've learned that like what you say, you're the messenger. Uh, but this is like when you have a psychic attack, it, it, it you, it can, it joins with the premonition and high emotions and it can be very overwhelming. And before I found out Tracy, uh, the news about Tracy, I, I felt myself split. Like, I feel like I, I kept saying to Henry, like, I'm never going to be the same. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, Kathy's getting emotional. I'll give her a minute and I'll just tell you that the full moon is called the hunter's moon and also the travel moon, which is about migration, animals, and such, which is perfect since we're going on a trip, Kath. Yes. Okay. So, um, All right. thanks for that second. Mm -hmm. So I felt like I kept telling him something's something. I feel like I'm splitting. I feel, I feel like there's my life will never be the same. And, uh, I felt like my spirit was over the clouds. And I often say that when I ascend to different places and, um, I, I felt very different and I haven't been the same since the situation. I can't, I I've grounded. I feel like I've come back, but I feel like I, I feel like there's this connection. The sibling connection I have with my sisters are very deep, uh, regardless of, you know, on earth, if we're not talking, we're talking where whatever it is that the earth stuff happens, I have such passion for, for all of them. Like there, I didn't feel like this with my parents and even, not even with my dad, you know, I, I, I was able to kind of understand with, with dad and I've had close people pass, but this just feels just so different. And, and I, and I have the, I have the, I have the understanding about it. I'm really happy for her. I'm really happy and relieved for her that she's making this choice for her past. She's had a very challenging earth life. 
And I don't feel like she's cutting short what she's learned. I feel like she's learned so much. So I don't feel like she's just taken it out. She's not, you know, but for me, I feel like a part of me. It's like, oh, it's like, like, I can't imagine losing Donna. Like, I can't imagine, like, it's like this. It can't be the sister. Like, my life can't be like the sister. <laughs> the sister. The sisters are in. The sister are in. <laughs> the, sister, the sister are in. The sister hanging out, you know? So I just. I'm going to apply for the job. Otherwise, I know I'm not going to be the one. Because I'm the youngest AJ, so I know they're all going before me. And I'm, I'm doing pretty well. I'm getting my check. So. Donna, good to know. You don't have to worry. He's in the will. You get the seat. So, wait, I just have to say, if something happens to me, this is on record, AJ. You're going to get questioned by the police. <laughs> just saying. No, I have your back, AJ. Given that this is going to air 40 years before that experience, I know that I am free. <laughs> I know that I'm free. <laughs> and while I was listening to you, Kathy, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here and you know, I'm I'm you know, I'm present to the fact that we're on video and the Patreon population, you know, is seeing me nodding, you know, this bobblehead, you know, as I'm listening to you. But those that are listening to a podcast app, you know, didn't hear that. You know, so being connected, I'm hearing the value that Tracy created in your life. Yes. And I'm hearing that. Tracy has been a force in your nature. Oh, she's a hundred percent doing this work. If it yeah. wasn't for Tracy, I wouldn't be this. The sisters would not exist or uh, my, my job would not be happening. You know, when growing up, I wanted to work on cars and uh, you know, work on cars. <laughs> I ha I didn't want anything to do with what I'm doing at all. And so she was, uh, she was, uh, uh, like an unsung mentor to me who taught me a cult and taught me my gift and taught me channeling and taught me how to protect myself. And, um, you know, reading cards was, you know, something that was obscurely easy for me at a very early age. And so, uh, yeah, it's like, I feel like, I want, I know that she knows, but I really want, if she's listening to this, I really want her to know that I would not be doing all of this if it wasn't for her. And so mm -hmm. I guess that's why it's so deep, you know, and I wouldn't be this successful if it wasn't for Donna, you know, when I wouldn't be six, you know what I'm saying? Like my sisters are my backbone to, to my life. And I'm just so grateful. I don't know how to. I, I don't know how to be right now. You know, I think mm. it's just gratitude. Maybe I'm just filled with so much gratitude that it's just, I don't know what to do with it. Well, I also think that I've been thinking about this. I think when, you know, we, we've had to, uh, we've been, but we lost our parents, you know, one uh, mom in 2013, dad in 2016. And there's a profound loss when you don't have parents on the earth anymore regard i feel regardless of your relationship with them it kind of creates um you know you know the realization that you're like wow kind of alone like you're yeah 
It's very odd. It's an odd feeling, even though like I didn't have a good relationship with mom, but it doesn't matter. And I think with a sibling, because I'm facing this for the first time, I think that our siblings are reflections of ourselves. I feel like regardless of your relationship with them, you know, like you said yesterday, um, we shared, um, we shared the same space because our mom was a bi our biological mom. Right. And, um, and all of those bonds, um, are, they're indescribable. I think I, I can't, I don't have the words for it. So I think yeah. facing for facing my sister's mortality is also having me face my own mortality. And so it's creating okay. a narrative in mm -hmm. my life right now of the, if then scenario. So if I don't have my sister, then I'm, I'm less, I'm yeah. less than on, on, yeah. on the spiritual plane and definitely less than on the earth plane. Even though mm -hmm. uh, my earth relationship with her is not a great one anymore, but um, spiritually it is. So I think that um, for me, that's that's the that's what I've been in my meditation quiet spaces, trying to decipher what is it that I'm feeling, and it's not just a loss of Tracy. I think it's just or of my sister. There's I'm going to be losing a part of myself. I, I think I mirror that. I think what you're saying is a hundred percent and, and maybe, you know, I, I think that for me, it's with that adding to it when crazy things, when I do quote crazy things happen to me, like when I do spiritual work and it's a little out there, if I was to explain this to an average person who doesn't practice, I look really fucking crazy. It's yes, so, you do. Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't take for granted I could call Tracy and say, Tracy, you're never going to guess what happened. And she'll tell me what happened. And then she'll say, yeah, this is what happened. And I'm like, yeah. So she tells me when my crazy stuff happens. So it's it's very difficult for me to find people who really understand the 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 backstage of the work that I personally do because people do the spiritual work and they're amazing. There's so many amazing, you know, I, I joke about it, but I would say there's a lot of amazing people who do spiritual work that are really legit and fantastic. And I just, the respect is unreal. Um, but all of the spiritual workers have individual stories and paths and how they do things for me personally you know, being of cosmic connection, it's very rare to find someone who understands things that could happen to you while you do the work. And Tracy can see me. She can see me like through everything without me telling her. She'll say, what the fuck did you do last night? Because I woke up and this is what, and I'm like, oh Lord. I was like, I guess I was crazy. Um, so I, I feel like I'm going to miss that. And then I wrote, and then I realized, oh, wait, I can freaking hear her on the other side. So that's stupid. Like, what am I doing? Like, right. Yeah. Like, why do we make these things up? Why do we set these earthly limitations when we know that we are not entirely of the earth? What's up with that? Yeah, that's true. 
Yeah, I don't That's know why really I did true. that. I just realized, like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah, she couldn't, she could work with me if she wanted to. I mean, she's got work to do, but like, I think about dad. Dad's my biggest is a big helper. He sends he he's really helpful in my work, and he loves it. He loves being my helper, and um, I appreciate. It. I never thought he would be. So if that's my dad, I can't imagine Tracy. Although I, I just want to say this on, uh, uh, like on record, I do not want to put fires on anything. I'm not into like all the Kelly stuff. I'm not into. So, Tracy, well, Tracy tends to Tracy. If dark, you think so, I'm yeah. dark, if you think I'm dark, she, you haven't met. You haven't met dark. <laughs> yeah, Tracy can just put her fingers like out and she's like, uh, yeah, I'm going to joke about it. She's like the emperor, you know? <laughs> yeah, her. She could be the emperor. Her eyes change. She has dark eyes to begin with. But when she's like in the zone, her whole eye turns black. Yeah, it's it's like a shark. Black. It's amazing. She's very shark like. She's, she's amazing. She's very powerful. Yeah, yeah. Incredible. Which, you know, as a little kid, as a little kid in the 70s when nobody understood it was was a, a handicap. Yeah. It, was, it really it was it was a problem because she was um, she was somebody who she was a little kid who would look at people and say things with no filter. She still says things with no filter. And, um, you know, she would say things like, um, uh, you're a liar. <laughs> you know, or yeah. she, uh, the first time she met, I told the story on the podcast, the first time she met my mother's boss when Kathy Tracy was nine years old, um, the boss, it was this woman named Yvonne and Kath and Tracy said, I keep saying Kathy, Tracy, Tracy looked at her and said, I'm so sorry about your sister. And Yvonne was like, what are you talking about? My sister lives in Queens. I, you know, I just talked to her yesterday and Tracy just shrugged in her little weird kid way and went, you know, went off. And the next day I remember we had a big picture window and I remember looking out the, it was a Sunday and I remember her VW rabbit like speeding down the street and then speeding up our driveway. And she came bursting into the door and grabbed Tracy. Like, how did you know? How did you know? And it turned into this big scene and uh, the sister had passed away or something tragic happened to her. I can't remember, but it was a big deal. And actually that woman was one of the first people to have a conversation with my mother. Like, don't deny her gifts, Yeah. which mom, mom just didn't want to be aggravated by having a different kid. She just really wanted a normal, quiet life. And unfortunately she was raising three crazy banshees, but, um, Tracy, uh, Tracy was one of those like psychic kids and, you know, would say things out of turn, even if they were a cosmic truth and she would get in trouble for it, to be honest. And so it was a problem for her as a little kid, as an adult, it's, uh, and you know, when she has a grasp on it, it's like, it's incredibly, you know, uh, not yeah, empower well, she, it's powerful. Well, she influenced, she influenced her story as a child having these gifts has um, formed my service to children yeah. that I help children who are indigo children and help the families understand um, that it's, you know, emotions are connected to the spirit and you need to also 
first identify. You know, you have to do least restrictive, you know, form of of care. And you have to make sure that is this a physical, is this emotional, or is this spiritual? And you have to you have to check all of those out because they're all intertwined. Where Tracy, I feel like if this was now and if I because I understand it, could work with her early and help her understand it to protect herself and and form her spirituality, her emotions could be regulated better. And she might have, you know, maybe, you know, I can't do the what ifs, but like, you know, that's the goal is to help parents understand that it's not just all just a chemical thing, that you have spiritual influences in children's lives. When, when children are born, when babies are born, they are the most magnificent. They are the most, they're coming from a place so lit and and bright that they're 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 empty canvases and it's up to us to kind of help formulate they all they want to do is love and each time they're neglected or each time they don't get the attention or each time they don't have understanding the light goes away the goal is to how much can we keep a light in a child so that as adults they have the light so Tracy's light just got dimmer and dimmer and dimmer because of neglect and because of not understanding. So for me, any child that comes my way and I worked at, I worked at a, at a children's home and I did that because I had the gift and my bosses were so cool. They were like, just don't talk about it and don't write it up. <laughs> don't talk about it to us and don't write it up, but do your work. And I've helped so many families. You don't realize like, the trauma from kids comes from because they lived in a haunted house and they were feeling things in the house and they were scared and there was negative energy somewhere or they have nightmares or they're open. It's like crazy. It's, it's a lot. And we say it's like crazy and it's not crazy. It's not crazy. It's, it's You're right. In, it's You're in right. the society, in the vernacular that we speak in the, in the, in the routines that we live, we use a language, we, we choose a vocabulary word that allows access. I know it sounds crazy. Right. However, it's authentically who I be. It's, it's what I was created to be. Notice that we call these skills that we all have, we call them our gifts. We don't call them our curses. We don't call them our burdens. We, we have a meaning that's wrapped around them that associates joy and, and value yeah mm -hmm. i'm not going to use that word anymore yeah thank you thank yeah. you because you're the last person i would think of <laughs> that's crazy thank you so, kathy, so for me kathy you are the font of wisdom oh thank when you when i'm really 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 in a tough spot i call you yeah and yeah. in our lives, as we continue on this journey, and our journeys intersect and, and commingle, and we, we partner with humans, with souls that are in other human in forms, for periods of time. Yeah. There's two things that have surfaced for me that is really, really powerful that, that's boiling over for me right now. So my Nana was clearly a gifted human, a soul that was a gift to this life. And she reinforced over and over and over again, the truth that every person comes into our life in the earthly perspective 
Every person comes into our life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. Right. And it's a mechanism that we use to provide us our, our own self with support, right? You know, a reason, a season, or a lifetime to teach us something, to present right. us with an opportunity for a time period to support us with growth, you know, or a lifetime. Yeah. And then in my lifetime, I then sit at the kitchen table at Donna's house and you know, on a break, you're like, you know, you know, you know each other, right? You know, you've known each other for <laughs> yes. many. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You, you were like in that, you're, you're like, don't call me crazy. But, and I was like, oh my God, that totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because how is it that two human beings come together at a comic convention, which we're neither interested, neither of us is interested in. And now we're like, I have this best friend who lives in the Hudson Valley and I'm like, Driving three and a half hours because I cannot wait to see you again and to thank God for technology and all the things. Yeah. So again, it's this reality that we make meaning mm-hmm. out of things, which mm-hmm. provides us with comfort. And the truth is, is that sometimes we make meaning out of things that don't provide us comfort. Yeah. Mm. And my question is, why? Yeah. Yeah. Why would we create this comfort? Yeah. Well, for me, I think because I, uh, when when somebody comes to sit with me, right, and they make an appointment with me, um, my family does not think I'm crazy. My friends do not think I'm crazy. People that know me do not think I'm crazy. Like people who know, know me, right? But my daily life is filled with people I don't know who are sent to me, who are, are, are say, or say things like, how do you know that? That's crazy. I, I, they're always saying that's crazy. You know, maybe I as kind of like the subliminal. Well, how do you know that? And I'm like, oh man, I just want to bang my. I, I can't tell you how I know that, but you know, I, I'm just giving you information. But they say a lot. That's crazy. So I think that the term me when I when I talk about the things that I experience, um, I use that term, but I think that I'm being learn. I'm learning right now that that is not the correct vocabulary anymore to do my, my work. And I'm going to correct that. It's not crazy. I need something else to substitute it. It's just different. It's not even, it's just what, like, what do you, what do I say? So the two words that are surfacing for me are this mic. (laughs) I'm a psychic. Yeah. You know I'm the psychic. You I'm remember the, you came to a psychic. <laughs> oh, that's a. You remember you came to a psychic. I'm gonna have something on the back. Remember you you're coming to a psychic. And yeah. please stop. Don't ask me how I, I I get it a lot, and it gets very frustrating. And um, but that's okay. That's part of the job. Um, but the more stuff that I'm doing with other people. that are witnessing things because the things that happen, there's a witness to it. Yes. So you have somebody who's a bystander and they always say, I can't believe that. That's fucking crazy. How do you do that? It's, fu- it's, it's constantly, you know, it's, this is, I would not even know that this was a thing. I would not have even thought about this being a thing. You know, cause I'm right, still, because it's it's the step outside of the comfort zone. It's it's definitely is, and I I, I think I'm going to redirect and and say so, we're not going to use that term. So think about this: 
are there circumstances where you could use the the language of and, and this the purpose of this um, suggestion would be to connect to the individual. So you're working with Addie and yeah. you might say, Addie, this might surprise you. This might surprise you. Another opportunity is sometimes stop, so, stop clicking. So Kathy, you already know what you're going to say, right? Because they yeah. told you, you know, or they okay. showed you. And you might say, Addie, this one might make you uncomfortable. Right. Surprise. I'm writing these down and I'm going to put it on my, because I need, the one thing is I teach, I teach communication and lingo. I teach this. And yeah. when it comes, you know, as usual for all of us, when it comes to ourselves, it's that much harder, but not realizing that when I talk to Tracy, back to Tracy, that this, that the word crazy never comes up. The words of it's radical acceptance of me is what I'm losing. That I don't have to say those things. I, I don't have to feel different. I don't have to feel like it's surprising or uncomfortable, which it is in those words I'm going to use. It's like, it's a norm. It feels normal. It's like, it's like going into like having a special needs child and going into a, a support group with other special needs parents, right? And the first thing you do is you feel calm because people can relate to your experiences. It's a peer support. And so when you're when you're with somebody who has peer radical accepting peer support is rare. It's a rare feeling that somebody can identify everything you feel, everything you think and they experience the same things. So that's where my heart feels like the losses. And so where am I going to, where am I going to get this? Where, when she goes, where am I going to get this? It, it doesn't, it's, I've tried to meet other people. I've tried, I've tried. Are you ready for your headphones to blow off your head? Mingle. I don't know. There's one there. Like, I don't know. Like, are you ready for your headphones to blow off your head? Surprise me. It's not crazy go so you know you're gonna get it anytime you sit with her yeah so when i leave my human body i have an opportunity to connect with the spirit of the loved one without the bounds of the human body so i you know i gotta text tracy and wait for her to text me back or call her and trace <laughs> the answers or i can go and sit in meditation and there she is yes like, hey, girl. Hey, girl. <laughs> well, that makes sense. <laughs> yes, it does. And, uh, you know, the other thing I have to remember is that she has to ascend and she has a job. She's got to work. She has 10 days to figure out what she's going to do. And she might not be able, but I'm hoping that will be there. But I also have struggled in my life to stay on Earth. You know, Henry yeah. and Donna are my uh, astral protectors, and that's not a joke. That's a real thing, and that they keep me here because I I can easily just say I'm ready and I'll go, and it's very difficult. It's a very it's this is it's a very difficult as Donna's teaching me dichotomy. Is that how you say it? Donna's it's a conflict. It's a conflict, conflict of your. Spiritual yeah. and physical life. Yeah, I have to constantly be pulled, and that's what happened to me two weeks ago, or when we found out. 
I left and I didn't come back for days. Henry was worried. I didn't, I wasn't, I was not, I, I was not here. I wasn't here. And that hasn't happened to me in 20 years. Where I, and I it usually, will happen again. It's going to happen again. It's going to happen again. And, and But this time I, I think I have a better plan. I wasn't expecting it because while I was up, I got slammed with information. And I couldn't handle it. So it's like kind of finding out something while you're traveling and you can't get home. And so it's, it's scared, literally it scared me and I'm okay to say that, you know, not many things scare me except for clowns and Donna, but. <laughs> and now that you me. have the truth and, you know, in the work that I do, you know, it's, it's my responsibility to poke in to the story that you're sharing with me. So this report that you're sharing of this experience, so I can't come back, but you did. I did. I can't get back and you did. So now you get to acknowledge that you were in a story of not being able to. Yeah. Prior to experiencing it, you caused it. Yeah. Now that you've caused it, you understand what it takes from you to get back. Yeah, well. Or to get there. Yeah. Or to come here. Yeah, I got burned. That's how I came back. I got, got burned. It. it was weird. It was very crazy. My hands got burned. And got I it. got shook up and I, and Henry was screaming and I was, I didn't feel it. I didn't feel the, the fire. I didn't feel the, the heat. And I just kind of stood there and he's like yelling. And I'm like, I just need a minute. And then I was like, oh, it's like, here I am. You know, <laughs> like it was like, and then I felt it. It's like pain makes you feel alive type thing. Literally yes. was not a figurative of speech. It was literally, it was pain that kept me alive. And so I've been feeling like I kind of got slammed the last seven days. And so the work has changed and I'm changing and I'm trying to adapt. And uh, it's exciting. It's productive. I have, a, I have clarity on it. This, this part about Tracy is new. So of course it's a new experience. So I'm, I haven't mastered that part because that's how I learn is through the experience, uh, to, to be a better counselor. You have to work through it yourself first. And so I thank you, AJ. I don't want to, you know, take over this whole hour here, but thank you very much for that. It was very helpful. And, uh, I'm going to keep working on this. I know I'm, I'm, this is going into a great place. What's happening. I just and, have yeah, to. I want to tell this. Down. You're welcome. You're welcome. And slowly getting there is the way to get there. We get to experience our experience. We get to be present in the moment, you know, our society, our, our existence in the, in this plane speaks to us in, you know, in, in phraseology, you know, it says, you know, enjoy the, you know, enjoy the journey, the destination, you know, you know, don't, don't miss the journey for the destination. And then there's the other, you know, stop and smell the roses and all those things. We get to be in our experience. We get to be present in our experience. Each moment that moves is for us. I live that the universe is rigged in my favor. Whatever's happening is happening for me. 
It's happening for me. And Donna, you raised such an incredibly yeah. valuable point. I'm in this relationship with this human, this woman, this person, this soul chose me and my family. That's my belief. You know, and I have difficulty with her. And I have an opportunity to connect to what the gift is that she is to me. What is the value that I experience in this relationship with this Tracy, this mm -hmm. force in my nature? Because Donna, you got to be a recipient of the, of the impact that Tracy had with Kathy. Yeah. Because you heard, you heard what Tracy was saying. Yeah. Um, you know, Tracy's difficulties in puberty, you know, during the, you know, those rough years for anybody between the ages of like 10 and 13, Tracy was um, uh, not happy, uh, violent at times, and she's in between me and Kathy. And there was a time when we just didn't feel safe, to be honest. And it kind of forced me to take on a very parental role with Kathy to protect her from Tracy. Mm -hmm. And so for good or for bad, and this is a subject that Tracy and I have actually talked about, which is why I, I can speak about it without emotion, you know, getting upset because I feel like Tracy and I have worked through this part of our history. Um, uh, it, it, for, you know, it's the gift in the ugly package, as Kathy says, in that, you know, because of how Tracy was, it forced, you know, Kathy. Kathy, you know, where I'm 52, Kathy's, uh, how old are you, Kath? I want to hear you say it out loud. Go ahead, say 47. it. 47. Addie, helps me. E Thank you. Even, even <laughs> though you feel, <laughs> you forget, even though you feel like you're 12. So she's 52 <laughs> and 47. AJ, we are traveling next after after Halloween. We're traveling uh, together to spread my mother's ashes. Even though I have got hotel rooms with two beds, I will guarantee <laughs> you at some point, yes. Kathy is going to have to <laughs> lay down with me in bed and play with my fingers <laughs> or hold my hand. We're, we're going to hand. be. She still holds my hand. And so, um, and that, that is a result of Tracy. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Safe. And, I, I, Donna. Yeah. Makes me feel very safe. I'm the safest. I'm the safest. Oh, this is, this is me just teaching you about dichotomy, Kathy, oh, okay. because I like to scare you and beat you up and make you feel safe. <laughs> Okay, so I'm right. just keeping you on your toes. Just say that you have but, you, and then like I'm like I feel so safe with yeah. yeah but you're right. right, AJ. Um, I one of the things that I hear you so loud and clear about is that we get to experience the experience, and mm -hmm. you know, I think that is the approach that we took as a family when my dad was dying in the process of dying we had the we had the gift the blessing of knowing months ahead of time that he was he was going he his time was expiring and so there were a lot of jokes and it gave us the opportunity to talk about a lot of things um that a lot of people just tend to not want to experience and they just don't talk about it 
And so, um, uh, you know, Kathy and I have talked about what our future looks like with Tracy in this, uh, in this predicament. And we are going to experience the experience because for me, um, I've been lucky enough to be privy to three births and three deaths, literally there in the moment. And all six of those experiences were profound mm. gifts. Yeah. And I know it sounds morbid to some people, but I feel very lucky and I am hoping to be there when Tracy passes. Yeah, me too. I'm really hoping to have that blessing. It is that's amazing. A gift. It really is a blessing. Mm-hmm. It's it really amazing. It is a blessing. It is. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. You know, my, my most profound, to use that word, the place where I found my strength. That's my definition of that word. It's a moment for me, a profound moment for me. It's an opportunity for me to identify with a new strength or a strength that I may have been ignoring was the moment that my father took his last breath. Mm-hmm. My mm-hmm. father took his last breath and threw up in my lap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No one else. Yeah. No one I, else. Yeah. It's a gift. It was me. So I get it. I absolutely get it. And Think about the moments when we have in the past. Now, I'm talking way, way, way long ago, way before we became aware of who we'd be today, when we would put blinders on, we would throw our sunglasses on, we would throw earplugs in, we would say F you, we would say no, we would avoid, we would hide. All of those ways in which we would shut down and avoid the experience. Right. Think about this. We're on a road trip, you know? The person that falls asleep in the back seat misses the best part of the trip. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's the best true. laughs, the best sights, the best views, the spontaneity. All of those opportunities get missed. Now, does that only happen on a road trip? No. Mm-hmm. It happens in every moment of our life. And as we go through life, if we choose something to be important, if we choose something to be not important, we're weighing life experiences and the events of life are neutral. We make them mean something. Yeah. yeah. That's, that is such a, I live by that. I live by, I have, you know, if you're bored, you're boring. Oh, hundred percent. hundred percent. So, you know, you know, when people talk about their best friends, you know, that you can laugh over the stupidest things. It's, it's it's all of those all of those moments of for me of connectivity with people um is or I lost my train of thought but you 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 hit you hit the nail on the head and now so, I can't Donna you bringing up yes. for me a message that you gave me in my first visit with you My first yeah. visit with you was accidental spontaneous and it was limited Yeah 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 And you said I wish I had more time with you and I said let's make it happen Yes that's true yeah. And then you invited me into your home. Yes. <laughs> yes, I did. And you know, and 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 I'm sure some mom somewhere is going to be listening yes. to this yes. with their and they were like, in the car, what the so fuck? I'm not going to yeah. use all my Italian, okay? Yeah, I'm not yeah. going to say it, all right? Yeah. All my Italian. <laughs> but here's the opportunity. You could have been like, 
Oh, I don't want to bother him. He lives near Boston. I live in the Hudson Valley. It's three hours. There's no way. Oh, yeah. and just lament, lament the lack of possibilities by your own yeah. choice. Or say, would you come? Would you? Do you want to? So your yeah. five-year-old spoke to my five-year-old and said, come over yeah. and play. Yes, hundred yeah. percent. Yes, hundred percent. That's so yes, cute. Yes, we yeah. followed. Through. And then your totally five-year-old invited your sister's five-year-old, who then brought over her daughter's five-year-old and her two-year-old, and yes. then we all played. And Chris yeah. was there when I got there, and then, then we again said we need more time. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I said yes, and then we do it, and here we are today. Yeah. Yeah. All, all choices that have been made. By a previous choice. Yes. Mm-hmm. I believe when that. When we make meaning yeah. out of something that shuts a door, sometimes the door is gone. Sometimes when we close the door on something, it becomes wall. It's gone. Yeah. Other times we're lucky and we can reopen that door. Yeah. So... As I live my life and I be the example for others, I invite opportunity into my life. Even when I'm experiencing a difficult situation, I see that perceived obstacle. In the moment, something that I consider to be difficult can be chosen as an obstacle. It's a roadblock. I'm done. I got to stop here. Or I can say, hmm. What's possible in this moment? What's the opportunity that's available here? Well, I can take a risk and invite a complete stranger that I spent 20 minutes with walking in the aisle in a comic convention to my house. Come yeah. sleep over. Yeah, which I did. Yes. All right. So there's well, a yeah. risk. I have to yeah. say, when she told me, AJ, I was like, yeah. I didn't, she did it's not, there was no flag there. There was no, there was no hair, no weird. It was like, yeah, okay. I can't wait. All right. And when we create those possibilities in our life, when we choose interpretations, when we make something mean something that is empowering for us, we get value. We cause value to grow in our life. If we shut something down, if we make it small, if we make it bad, it's bad. It's small. It's in our way. Mm It, we generate resistance toward it. Right. So in my practice, I ask the clients that I work with to, uh, to completely set aside the concepts, good, bad, right, and wrong. Entirely set aside it. No good, bad, right, or wrong. The opportunity that's available is, will this work? Will it not work? Mm-hmm. And truly, inviting a person that you spent 20 minutes with, for real, and yeah, for the, you know the listeners who haven't heard that you know episode, like go back and listen. It, it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, to the ear that hears it the first time. But you know, yeah. here we are now. Yeah, mm-hmm. and when I make decisions that are empowering, when I choose to make something mean mm-hmm. empowerment for me, I set in motion the universe engaging in my favor. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. That's how I am with love, AJ. I don't love, I, I love people, but when I mean love, like in my life, like commit, I love, I commit hard. I don't commit often, but I commit hard. 
And that's 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 something that I I hear you talking about is like in life you have to you have to make things happen. Like if you have an opportunity, make it happen. If it were, you know, it's not supposed to be difficult. It's it, when things are meant to happen, it's not difficult. You coming into our space was not difficult. Us coming to your space was not difficult. There was no question about it. There was nothing there was nothing that we had to talk about. It just was happening. That happens in relationships. That's supposed to happen with our jobs, with our livelihood, with our connections. It's supposed to be a very easy, regardless of the process, happenings. And that's that's kind of where I'm at with that I don't have many commitments. Tracy was one of my commitments. She was my commitment where it was easy for me to love her because I saw her. Even as a young child, when she was hurting, I would go in and make her feel better. I would make her laugh. I was five. I can remember being four and five years old and she'd be crying. And I just knew how to make her laugh. I didn't judge her. I did, was never embarrassed about, you know, she would wear you know, she had mohawk and she, not that that's embarrassing, but she had a mohawk and she wrapped herself in electrical tape as a kid. And she was very, there was nothing about her for me that was difficult as far as loving. The hardest part because was when I had. Because you chose it to be easy. Yes. Until we got older and it was hard that I had to back off of my love was what made it hard. When, when my love wasn't working for her, was no longer servicing her. Because love sometimes, love sometimes isn't always appropriate. Sometimes love doesn't, love is not what the person needs. Love, people may need space. That's also love. But when we think about love, we think about affection and attention and, uh, you know, we talk about the enabling and the encouraging, you know, when I just want her to be comfortable and be happy. And that love didn't no longer provided service for her. That was difficult, but it was still easy to love her and care about her as a person and respect what she's brought to the world. And that's what I would like to, you know, to think about in the next month's coming of she brought me closer to my divine path. People bring you closer to your divine path and people take it away. AJ, you bring us closer to our path. And so the relationship is easy, right? You know, you know, that happens, right? When we talk about people who come in and out of our lives and the whole thing, the one, one thing I learned from mom is she used to say, like visualize a Ferris wheel. And you're always on the one seat, right? And people can come in and they could ride that Ferris wheel for, for your whole life. And some people are going to get on and get off. It depends on what you see on each trip you take around and around, right? And so I really take that into, into thought when people, whether they're family or not, do they provide service in, they bring, uh, they bring me closer to my divine self, there's nobody yeah. in my life right now that doesn't provide that for me. I choose to only have people who bring me closer to my divine path. And it's, and when you start to process and think about that, 
you'll realize your list gets very short. The list gets really short if you write down every single person on a piece of paper. I want everybody to do that. Take your time after you listen to this episode, write down every single person you're connected with, whether it's an associate, whether it's an, an associate, somebody you talk to every day, somebody who you send Christmas cards to, every connection. And then every person you say, does this person bring me closer to my divine path or take it away? And then you cross off the name. And you would be surprised how many people do not bring you closer to that path. And then what do you do with that? Well, I mean, in what way do they not like be demonstrative, Kathy, or okay. explain? So, so, so what I mean, you're closer to your mind, like, uh, when you're with them, they don't make you feel a hundred percent secure or they're judgmental on your life and your path. They hold you back by judging what you do in your life. Do you feel obligated being with them? Do you, do you choose to tell them what's going on in your life or not? When they call you, do you go, oh, not again? That's when you cross it off. Mm -hmm. If you look at their name and you go, it's kind of like, it's kind of like spark joy. Donna, mm -hmm. that show, mm -hmm. you know, right? Yeah. When you, when you hold on to your pen and go, nope. And they go, oh, yeah. I love this pen. It's kind of like that. It's like, do, does it spark? It does it spark a healthiness. Yeah. So it, I get to, yeah. I get to invite you into a challenge of identifying how you create joy in mm. love with everyone. So if there were 9 billion plus people on your list, what is the joy that sparks in your relationship with them? And I want to share with you an idea around love. So I'm working with a large group of individuals right now that are in the process of mastery of communication and mastery of connection and relationship. And the purpose of the program is that they will become facilitators, coaches, or trainers in the discipline, the work, that you know me to live. And there's an opportunity to step into that work, the work of transformation of emotional intelligence and be in love with everyone. Mm -hmm. The roadblock that I'm hearing you describe that I speak into with those that I work with is the distinction of loving someone enough or loving someone all the way. So I'm going to share with you a personal story. At one time, I was in a relationship with a human being, an intimate relationship. We spent close to five years together. It was exciting. It was exciting in all of the agitating ways, and it was exciting in all of the, all of the joyful ways. It was an incredible growing experience, an incredible growing experience, and the individual was the absolute opposite of what society expected me to be in relationship with. Their, their source, their origin, their attributes, you know, etc. Truly, solidly, their authentic being. According to society, based on conversations that I had had in the past, I shouldn't have been with them. And for those of you who aren't following that reality, and I'm sharing that reality so that we can all identify, Personally, it was me, a gay man in a relationship with a woman, a gay mm -hmm. woman. 
And we were pretending to be heterosexuals. But we weren't. The world mm -hmm. thought we were pretending to be heterosexuals. However, we were in relationship. We were in mm -hmm. love with each other. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we chose through that opportunity to love each other all the way. Mm -hmm. We loved each other so much that at a time that human being loved me enough to say, I'm done with you. Mm -hmm. I cannot compete with you in this illness that you have. You know, and I've mm -hmm. shared with this in the past and most people know me. I identify as alcoholic and I practice a 12-step program in order to remain well so that I can be in service to humanity. Mm -hmm. That human being sparked the joy of my present-day recovery. Mm -hmm. Was it fun to be kicked out of my house, to have to live in my friend's house with a broken window in that spare room, to find a new place to live, to actually get sober, to experience all of the problems and pains that I experienced after I left them? Before I got sober? No. Was I upset with that human being? Yes. Because they chose to stop enabling me. They chose to stop loving me enough and chose to love me all the way. We became great friends afterwards. We remain great friends now. And during a time in their life, they experienced a serious trauma that many, many people do not get to experience. And I got to experience supporting them in their trauma. Mm. The request that they made of me was, I need to take a step back. As soon as I'm ready to step back in, I'll call you. Mm -hmm. People judged the you-know-what out of me over and over and over again. They were all over me. How come you don't know what's going on? How come you haven't called them? How come you haven't reached out to them? How come you... And I was like, whoa, people. Wait a cotton-picking minute. I am honoring... <laughs> I am honoring their request. And yes, I did say, wait a cotton-picking minute. Said I was <laughs> pissed off. I was pissed off. Because here yeah. I am loving this person yeah. who I love. I was loving them all the way. I wasn't loving them enough to be comfortable with my own bullshit. Right. I love them all the way to be uncomfortable with them. Because right. they said, I want to take a step back. And I said, mm. go. Go mm. get it. Mm. And you know what the feedback was when they took their step back in? They took one step back. They took one step back in. It was a hokey pokey. <laughs> their feedback was, thank you for being the only human being on this effing planet to respect me. Mm. That's yeah. what it is. That's respect. That's respect. So, Kathy, I invite you to step into that challenge. Donna, Addie, anyone that's listening, step into the challenge of loving everyone all the way. Which means when people say no, love them as they depart. Oh, when I, someone says, I leave me I, alone, yeah. love them and leave them alone. I think the mastery for me, uh, which I love, thank you for sharing that. Thank you for that was a that was a deep share um, for me in my practice and and the spiritual practice that I do. It's, you know, loving detached. Right. Love is God loves and detached and that um, I have love for everyone. And love is defined uh, figuratively of what the other person may need or what I may need. I have to put love myself first so that I can love others. Right. It's the encouraging, not enabling process. It's the retraining of the mind 
of uh, not of, with having healthy boundaries. I think the bottom the bottom line is that's the respect of other people, letting other people live their lives. That's not about me. Other people's pain yeah. is not about me. And I had this discussion for our Patreon group is that I do not live in the pain of others. I, I don't do that. I had to train myself not to do that because I have a compassionate heart. So what do you do when you have a compassionate heart and being trained that you can't have idiot compassion because you'll lose yourself. And so to identify that and to help people say, the first thing is non-judgment. I have no judgment and I hear where people are coming from and I can see where people are coming from. And I couldn't be, I couldn't love David Berkowitz if I didn't have that skill. How do I love somebody who's hurt so many people? It's, it's not that I love him where I'm going to, you know, when people think of love, it's, it's, they think of this, this connection and undying affection of love is what to everybody defines it. Love is just the light. Love is love is the light. Love is just having an opportunity to do non-judgment, to detach, to encourage, to have understanding, to have respect. And so for me, that's the whole, I would not be able to do what I do if I didn't do that. Because I have to go to sleep and not think about you. I would never sleep if I, I've had to take children from their homes and put them to safety. I've had to, I've had to do things. I've, I've had to dismantle people's souls and build them back up. And the heartbreak in that, to watch them go through that, I could not do that job and, and love detached to help them through their process if I sucked into that compassion to, to I would demolish myself. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. There's, a, there's a practice to loving people. And you got to put yourself first. That's, that's where I'm going with this. And other well, people, if we fill our cup, if we fill our cup with everyone else, we don't exist. If we surrender our if we surrender our authenticity, if we adapt and we become the pain and suffering of the world, we are not in contribution. Mm, no, and that's why AJ, I'm going back to what you're saying is that we can do that, but to have somebody else in your life who cannot do that. Is destructive. It's not. They're not loving me. Yeah. I can't love. I cannot. I can't help those who want to destroy me. I cannot help. I, I have to detach from that. I can't. I, I can't just be okay with that. When someone else is being is not living to that same kind of way. I mean, I can love them, detach, but being in my life and loving them is a different thing. That's what I want to be clear. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So you're you're you know, you know these are the sayings. You know, so you know we can love detached. We can lovingly not accept the unacceptable. We can lovingly stand for dignity. We can lovely and in, lovingly invite individuals into um, integrity. We can be love to the extent that we get feedback that we're being tough on them. We're making it hard. 
you know, in our in our language in America, and it's it's not clear everywhere else, but it's you know, there's this concept of oh, they need tough love. And I always challenge an individual that says that and say, well, what if you simply loved them and told them the truth? Mm. And in my space, I say, what if you cared enough, right, to be honest? What if mm. you cared enough about a human being to be honest? Hey, Kathy, such and such isn't working. I am experiencing that it's in between us. Will you partner with me to separate it out from us, to take it out of in between us? What's possible? It's so now, easy. It's easy when you, when you want it, when you want it, it's easy. Yeah. And if when someone open, wants something easy. in between you, you can love them and allow that to be there. I think I have to sit on that one. I have to sit on that one because I have, I, I, I don't, I have, I, the tolerance I have where I can detach where it's not about me. You could be angry with me. You could be mad at me. I was, you know, I'm very good at that. You can be mad at me. I'm going to love you. You can be mad at me. You can work that out. Uh, you know, I'm not going to force that. That's mastery. That's and what you it said all I was, You said you were going to sit on it, and then you stood up on it, and you preached. Yeah, I had to because sit on that's it. That's what sure. I was <laughs> Yeah, I had to sit on that's it. It takes me saying. to process. It takes me 45 minutes to process. It took me a second. I just had to make sure I was clear on what I wanted to say about that, because that's the mastery. That I can I can stand where I am. I don't listen to feedback like that. I don't listen to noise like that. I don't, I, I'm not, it's not that I, I don't like to use the words I don't care, but just to kind of have an understanding, it doesn't affect me. Like yeah. that. Most things do not affect the negativity and what your opinion is of me is not my, I'm going to love you. You can process that, but I'm not here to coerce you. Uh, or convince you of who I am and what I do. That's why I don't, I'm a minister. I don't talk about religion. I don't, I, I very rarely talk about politics because I'm not here to convince you of anything. I'm here to, to hear you. I'm here to see you and I'm here to hear you. And that's, you know, so I, I think it's a, it's a, it's a great thing to do and reflect and reflecting in the relationships that you relationships that you have in your life so that when it does come time for transition of any kind that you've processed it that you don't just let it go people do not communicate the bottom line is most 78% it like you know i don't know where i came up with 78% that came out of my ass i don't know if that's true but it's a large amount of people who are not comfortable in healthy communication and who are not healthy with confrontation and who are scared of confrontation, who have fear-based thinking, who have high, a lot of people now have are living with an extensive amount of anxiety of future focus thinking and the depression of the past thinking and not being able to work through their trauma. You know, communication is the key to all of that. So yes, it before is. it's too late. Before it's too late, look through your list and don't waste your energy. And I, and I mean it. I'm going to say waste. Yeah. Don't convince, try to convince people to be in your life. If they are not bringing you closer, 
to your path, to your happiness, to your divinity, to your, whatever your moral compass is, they have a place. There's a place for them, but it's not in your intimate life because it's holding you back. And then you take time away from those relationships that mean so much. And you don't realize how much they mean to you until they're gone. That's not good. That's not good. It's terrible. It's terrible That's because it's evidence that we're ignoring the value that the humans are. And we get to see the value of the humans in our life. When I experience someone who provides me with feedback that does not land, that I, that doesn't come in, and there's an authentic reality that I know about me, I thank that person for the feedback. I don't debate their feedback. They no. have the right to their opinion. I honor their feeling. I say, thank you for sharing. And as I walk away, I continue to be my authentic self. I step forward in my integrity. Sometimes people say things to us because they're trying to manipulate us to behave in a way that will generate comfort for them. And they're denying... Sometimes people say things to us to generate comfort for themselves. Their choice is manipulation. Their attempt is to manipulate us to behave in a way that generates comfort for them. And they are denying that they called us into their life to generate some type of breakthrough. Right. I'm here. The reason I'm here is to upset you. To get your <laughs> apple cart into apple crisp, sister. Let's fucking go. <laughs> And in the love of ourselves, we also get to honor the humans that come into our lives that challenge us, that invite us to step up on the box and choose our new level. Because it's not a one way street. Mm -hmm. No, no. That's that's that comes all the way full circle. Yeah, that comes full circle. Yeah. Oh my god. Thank you, AJ. AJ, before we wrap, I have one more thing to share. Okay. Tracy, Tracy, my sister, I love you. You've given me a gift that I never knew I needed, and a gift that I will hold on to forever. We know we're not crazy, and we know you're not crazy. You're Tracy. And because of you, we can trace back why we're here. Yes. Yeah. That's very sweet. That was very good, AJ. Very sweet. Mm. AJ, how do people find you so that they can get inspired by you? In their daily lives. I'm on all social media platforms at A-J-L-E-T-O. So Facebook.com forward slash A-J-L-E-T-O. And Donna, I know you and Addie will put it in the notes. Um, Instagram, Twitter, and on um, the internet itself. In the wide, wide, wild world, <laughs> wide web, A-J-L-E-T-O.com. 
click the button, schedule some time with me. All of the appointments are free. I get to meet you. I get to meet you. I am clear that every human walking this earth has something to teach me. And I would love to share this experience with you. Fantastic. I encourage everybody to do that. Our lives are better for having you in it, AJ. And I thank you. 100%. Love you, girl. Love you, too. Okay. Love you, too, AJ. I love you. Thank you. Until next time. High five. Open up my window to substitute outside.